This is Livingston Says. This episode of Livingston Says is brought to you by Zen Den Wellness. Inhale calm and exhale stress with mindfulness and meditation. Visit zendenmind.com to book your group or private session. Hello and welcome to our podcast. It is called Motorsport Maniacs. And I am Andrew Rubenstein. And I'm Jack Katz. And we will be discussing topics including Formula One, you know, car, the market on certain cars, and motorsport in general. So I think we should get started. And I have a question that uh, this could be interesting, but with Alpine on the back, on their back wing, it says L plan. What, what do you think the plan is? Cause this has been a thing since the Turkish Grand Prix where Fernando Alonso was discussing this for reporters, but it, no one really knows what it is. And I have an idea of what it could be, but I want to hear your opinion first. Well, point wise, the plan definitely isn't to get P4 in the constructors championship because they're about 120 points behind McLaren in fourth. So they're in fifth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Esteban won in Hungary. So that was, that was, by the way, that was, that was an insane race. I actually, a couple, a couple of weeks ago, I watched the highlights and that was just insane to watch, which really, it really like Alpine, like they're just a good team. Like, I don't know. I like Red Bull, but Alpine is definitely my second favorite team. I would have to say. Yeah. But I think, uh, they could be going for another race when it's very hard at this track because considering the last six years of racing here, the person on pole has gone on to uh, win the race. So I'm not too sure what the plan is either. What do you think the plan is? My idea. I think that turn, turn one, Esteban or, you know, Fernando, Fernando seemed to be a max, more of a max fan. You know, yeah, oh, I know where you're going with this. On that, on that insane lap in uh, in Jeddah where he he booked it in the end, sat unfortunately. Fernando seemed to want Max to get pole. I think he's just gonna drive straight into Lewis's car, and then Max is gonna win the championship. I would and not be complaining about that. That that is the plan. That is gonna be what happens, and there's gonna be a big, big. Uh, commotion in the F1 world, but that would be that would be pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie. Well, talking about that, I think that uh, the Red Bull Junior team is gonna come in and do that with either Yuki Sonoda or Pierre Gasly. Probably Pierre because he didn't even make it to Q3. P- Pierre is a. Uh, I feel like that car, the Alphatari, just sounds so insane. Yeah, the Honda engine is uh, it's crazy. It just. But- He's like on and off. This was his uh, only the fourth time he didn't make it to Q three this season. I I think this is his best season by far. I mean, yeah, I mean, been, yeah, last year he got the win in Monza. That was pretty cool. Well, yeah, that was that was amazing to see. But he's been pretty consistent with a car that is not that 
good. I mean, it's a good car, but compared to the Red Bull and the Mercedes, it's just not the same level. I think Red Bull should have given him more of a chance instead of yeah. switching right to Alex. It seems, that, it seems that the second seat next to Max Verstappen is cursed, but Sergio Perez has been doing, he's been doing, you know, like fine. I, mean, I think he's he's been doing perfect at what they hired him for. He's been, he's been keeping he's up with Valtteri. He's been keeping up with Valtteri. He's been ahead of everyone else. I mean, he is, he has 190 points in the driver's championship, but that is not, it's Valtteri's third, but he is 218. That's not that far behind. I mean, I feel like he's meeting their expectations and he's not crashing a lot, certainly. Well, yes. If you look at it, the Brazil Grand Prix, he got, he had some bad luck when he pit because Valtteri pit when there was a safety car. So that put him in third. But Paris pit before that when there wasn't a safety car. So he lost a a lot of time. It's a big disadvantage. And last week in Saudi Arabia, he got uh, disqualified. So zero points on the board. That that track, it's just that Jetta track is so dangerous. And he was complaining about it too. He was very vocal about it. Did you see uh did you see that F2 crash where um what was it like Enzo Fittipaldi or or like Pietro Fittipaldi the oh let me look um yes Enzo Fittipaldi the driver um his car wouldn't start and then he just got slammed and he blacked out and it's it was a very very violent crash but it seemed like very that track is just no no bueno yeah going on the topic of f2 the only f2 driver coming into formula one next year is guan yu Zhou. when oscar piastri who won the f2 champ championship isn't even going to f1 there there are three words i have to describe that cash is king the only literally if you have money you will get into F1 if, if you are not that good of a driver. Let's take an example. Nikita Mazepin. Perfect example. I was thinking of that. You know, I, I saw something on Instagram. His dad, like, his dad bought the chassis for him so he would have a fair chance against, against Mick Schumacher because clearly Mick is the favorite. Well, he's also much – he's a much better driver, Mick. I mean, I, I do feel like – I do feel like Nikita does get a little overhated, but he like if Piastri doesn't have a seat, and he's the F, he's a three time in a row champion. He won the European Regional, the F three and the F two Championship three years in a row, back to back to back, and he doesn't have a seat in F one, which it really shows that all you need is money in this sport to succeed. Well, not even succeed, just to get in. Yeah, I mean, Haas is such a slow car compared to the others. They're sometimes over three seconds behind the front runners. It's just yeah, when can't we, even race anyone. When we were at the at you at the U.S. Grand Prix, that that little kid behind us. Remember when Nikita came by and he was like. Oh my God! It's Nikita Mazepin in his like British accent, and he was like ten seconds behind on the first lap. Yep, it's, that was that was lap one. That was the first lap, and it just 
and everyone's like cheering for him as a joke, but it's just so funny. Like that car just can't compete. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know what they're gonna do next season. It should be interesting to see how they come out next season, but really don't have much to work with. But I think the the rules coming, the rule change coming next year will definitely help them. What do you, I kind of forget what the change is? Like, what even is it? I'm pretty sure it's a lot of budget stuff. So how, how are the major teams going to be affected by that? Like Mercedes, what what's their budget now? Like literally twenty. I'm pretty million. sure Mercedes budget is five hundred to six hundred million. Oh my god, I was way off. Yeah, and then uh, let me search it up. New F1. Because from what I've heard, it's a major, major cut. Which oh, it's, yeah, it's it's big. What's so, the new? What's the the new rule? Uh, what is it like? Twenty million new budget, probably more. No, it's way under. I think. According to here, it says a budget cap of $175 million. That's insane. That's really, that's really like compare. That's going to be a big hit for Mercedes and Red Bull and Ferrari. I'm, I'm very speaking. I think, but, but 150 is 175 is just for the car. But I think you could, there's a budget cap of, 145 for uh, salaries. I don't know. There's It's something like that. There are two different budget caps. I don't know what they're for, but it's not going to help Mercedes or Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, Ferrari is a disappointment. You would, expect, you would expect them to be number one every year because they're Ferrari. I mean, it's literally like, they're they're dom- they should be dominating in motorsport like they have been, and they just they're mediocre at best, really. Yeah, I think they're a little bit better than that. This weekend, what are they competing for? Third place against McLaren. Yeah, it's against McLaren. All. It's just uh, yeah, they have oh they're ahead. I think they're they need to if they have a decent weekend they can secure third. They're up. They have three hundred seven. Actually, you know they're not terrible, but. They should be. They're down two hundred fifty points to Red Bull, which is yeah. They should. They should be running close with Mercedes and Red Bull. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, you know who? What's a big shocker? Haas has zero points. Yeah, that's not that big of a shocker. <laughs> <laughs> they're just embarrassed. Embarrassing. I wonder what uh. Gunther thinks of their performance this year. He probably doesn't. He probably lost hope after like the first three races. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of f bombs. Uh... I I can't wait for Drive to Survive. That that's going to be like, I mean, they already make it so dramatic. But yeah, this... but I mean, we've been watching the whole season. Like we've been, we know everything about what I I do want to see how they portray it and what the interviews are and stuff. I don't know. I'm just excited. Um, okay, I have another. I have another question about this next upcoming race. Who do you think is going to be the first DNF? Uh, uh, let me see at the 
I don't know why, but okay. I just feel like I just feel like Yuki and like Lance Stroll are gonna DNF. I don't know why. I think I think Yuki definitely gets caught up in some stuff. Because he starts eighth. But I think Gasly is gonna have a really good start. Yeah, From 12th, I think he's going to go at, up at least three three places, maybe like five. Mm-hmm. But I think the, Ferrari, the Ferraris will definitely – Botas will take will uh, overtake Carlos Sainz in fifth before mm-hmm. turn one. Yeah. But those Ferraris are not – That's that basically that. the start. Um, I mean, if Sonoda gets a good start, he'll overtake – Leclerc, but he'll probably crash into the back of Botox or Saints rather. Because I would really, I would like to see Schumacher get a top 10 finish, but literally that's practically impossible. I mean, if he needs going to get a top 10 finish, 10 other cards need to DNF. (laughs) (laughs) That is kind of true. I'm not going to lie. Oh, other other than the Williams, only eight. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean the Williams. I mean George Russell has been doing very good with what he's in, but this is one. Of, this is like a really good. This is a good season for their standards. He's shown his place that he deserves a seat at Mercedes. I feel a little bad for Valtteri. He's going from uh, winning a couple races to uh, fighting for points, and he's gonna have to have the the teammate. What's his name? Like Guanan Zhao or something? Guan Yu Zhou. Juan Yuzo. Wow, I don't. I'm very in, intrigued to see how he'll do because it doesn't. He does not. I'm being honest with you. Like he doesn't deserve the seat, really. Uh, I don't know. I I don't watch the F2 season, but I know he didn't win the championship. So I think the guy that did win should get the seat. But we'll see how he does in F1. Yeah, it's just. Uh... Just a, it's gonna be next season is really gonna be a big change. Yeah, and I'm glad I'm glad that we went to a race at in this era because every basically everything is changing. Like the the rims, the the tires are getting wider. Um, I mean the car is just gonna look completely different. What and what's what's up with the engine? Is it still gonna be the same engine or next year? It'll it'll be the same. I think we're still in the turbo hybrid hybrid era i'm not sure how much longer we have of that yeah uh, it might just be formula e soon which i I, I am not not at all excited about but thank you for listening to part one of three of the first episode of motorsports maniacs episode two will be out next week once again thank you for listening have a good week